Good evening and hope you had an awesome day. Tonight, I'm really excited to share with you a beautiful insight connected to Sukkot. So why might you ask, am I sharing it now if Sukkot was over a week ago? Good question. Two reasons. First of all, if there's one thing that I hope we all realize from this podcast, it's that everything, literally everything in Judaism is about our everyday lives. So even a message from Sukkot isn't really about Sukkot, but about a lesson for life, just like any insight in any area of Torah. We just have to reveal its message. But on top of that, it's because I was reminded of this idea while having a great short conversation with my daughter Tamima yesterday as I picked her up from her orthodontist appointment. First, the Sukkot idea, then the conversation. Okay, Sukkot. Why do we even celebrate that? I mean, what are we really celebrating? I know it's a holiday of simcha and joy, a holiday of appreciating what's important and so much more, but but why Sukkot? Uh, let me explain the question this way. When we celebrate Pesach, you never wonder, why are we celebrating this? We all appreciate that we were stuck in Egypt for 210 years of persecution and getting out of there was full of huge miracles and literally a lifesaver. Pesach was a big deal, and it's worth remembering and celebrating for generations. Likewise, when we celebrate Shavuos, I get it. The only time in history that there was ever mass revelation that we received the awesome book, the blueprint of human existence and psychology called the Torah, which we continue to be guided by to this very day. So I get it. Shavuos, big deal. But then comes the third of the trifecta of holidays, Sukkot. And let me ask you, what's so awesome that it deserved to be lumped into this grouping of three? So the Talmud says it's because either we had huts to live in in the desert, or because God had his clouds of glory cover us when traveling in the desert to provide shade and protection, so we built physical huts to remember the godly tent we traveled under. Really? I mean, because we built huts to live in? Eh, big deal. I mean, I get it. Home Depot and Jews are not a natural fit, but worthy of celebration for millennia? Or if you want to say it's because of the clouds, I mean, again, nice. Who doesn't like a little shade in the hot desert sun, but worthy of telling our kids, grandkids, and great-grandkids for generations? And furthermore, if you want to remember a miracle in the desert that was not only cooler, but much more important, what about the manna from heaven or the water well that we traveled with? Those were pretty cool, and without them, we wouldn't just be a little schwitzy, we'd be, well, dead. So do you hear the question now? It's a good one, I think. What's Sukkot all about? So I saw a beautiful answer, really beautiful. As I've mentioned before, there are two types of things that people do for you. Things that they have to do, and then things that they choose to do. And while one might say have-to things are great and important, yes, of course they are, but you see, the strength of a relationship is shown by things that someone does which they don't need to do, but choose to do. Why? Just because they think you'll like it and will bring you joy and show them how much you love them. Now, yes, God loves all humans, but the Jews have a special role to play. We chose that role, and he loves us for it. Now, in order to fulfill our roles, God needed to take us out of Egypt. We couldn't be the light unto his nations if we were being brutally murdered and enslaved. Yes, there was a reason for us being there in the first place. And yes, the same God that took us out also put us in, and that's for another time. But in order for the Jews to fulfill our mission, we needed to be free. As well, in order for us to emulate godly values, reach aspirational spiritual heights, and not be drawn in or drawn down by material aspirations, we needed to know God existed, literally to see him, and to then get his God's Guide to Spiritual Living bestseller, the Torah. I mean, you got to figure, if everything from a car to a microwave has an instruction manual, all of existence and life should have at least five books about them too. In the same way, if God wants us to fulfill our mission, he has to make sure we don't 
die. Well, to do that, we need two basic things, water and food. I think we can all agree that those are not nice-to-haves, but musts. But where and how do you see he not only wants us to survive and complete our mission, but that he also loves us? Well, we see that if he does something that he doesn't have to do, but simply wants to do because he knows we'll enjoy it. Yes, taking us out of Egypt, giving us the Torah, providing mana, water, all good, all essential. But the last of all the holidays is Sukkot, when Hashem displays how much He loves us as well. Oh, you must be hot in the desert. The sun is scorching. Let me arrange for some clouds to escort you to keep you comfy. Did He need to do that? No. And that is exactly why we celebrate that. It's like in any relationship. If I were to come home before Sukkot one evening and say to Shira, guess what, honey? I picked up the groceries that you asked me to get so that we could eat on Yantiv. I love you. She would say, thanks. Nice. We needed them. If I said, guess what? Because I love you so much, I got you flour. And she said, oh, that's so nice. What kind? And I said, Robin Hood, whole wheat flour. She would appreciate it. But don't think for a second that this would create a strong closeness in our relationship. It would only make challah. But what if I gave her roses, or like I did before Sukkot, a necklace? Does she need those things? No. So why bother spending our hard-earned money on them? The flowers will die in a few days, and the necklace will only be worn from time to time. So why bother? Simple. You sustain a relationship by ensuring it has what it needs to survive. But you grow, deepen, and express a relationship when you do what is not needed, but just something to show the other that you care deeply for them. Come on, that is a beautiful idea, something definitely worth reflecting on in our relationships to Judaism and to others. So how about this? We will leave it at that for tonight. As for the discussion with my daughter Tamima and how that relates, we'll wait for that for tomorrow. And on that note, wishing you an awesome night, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.